This is the Money Seed Podcast, where we discuss all things investing, plain and simple, the way it should be. Please remember, this show is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to be investment advice. Welcome back to the Money Seed Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Stvore, and my co-host, Chris Ferguson, is on vacation, so he will not be joining us today. First things first, Feedspot has recognized the Money Seed Podcast as one of its top 100 money podcasts. Thank you, Feedspot. Appreciate the recognition. It's great to have your efforts recognized. Feedspot, uh, for those who don't know, is an aggregator type website that allows you to view all your favorite YouTube channels, your favorite view your favorite blogs, listen to your favorite podcasts, all in one place. So check out Feedspot. You can find more information in our show notes, or you can go straight to Feedspot, Feedspot's website. So check them out. All right. Today's topic is crowdfunding. What is crowdfunding and why should you know about it? All right. So crowdfunding essentially is a way to invest in early stage companies. Like these are really early stage startups that could, if everything goes well, become the next Facebook or the next Amazon five, 10, 20 years from now. But this is just when these companies are starting out and they just need some money to get off the ground. So one website is WeFunder.com. So I've used WeFunder before. I've invested in some of these startups on WeFunder before. And so I'm very familiar with the website and how it works. WeFunder essentially allows these companies to go to WeFunder and say, look, we're a new company. We have a great idea. We just need some money to get off the ground. And so here are four such startups that are profiled here. For example, there's a company here called April. They are doing some kind of social media powered real estate type app. Uh, Here's a company that's making prosthetic limbs, a company that's doing more like energy storage type home batteries on your house. You can see something on the wall of that house there in the profile picture. Um, And here's Digifox. It's some kind of a crypto-based app. And so these are very early stage companies. Many of them just simply have an idea or a rough prototype, and they need to raise some money so that they can hire the right people and build some more prototypes or rent a bigger office space or whatever it is that they need to do to grow as a company. And so these are highly, highly risky investments. And the reason is most of these will fail. Most new companies, most new startups will fail. Something like 70, 80% will fail. And so a reasonable question at this point is why would anybody invest in a company that has a 60, 70, 80% chance of failing? And the answer there is really, you should only invest in these companies if you can afford to lose that money, right? Now, WeFunder aims to open up this startup investment opportunity for ordinary folks like you and me. Because in the past, this was not available to ordinary folks. A typical example is Facebook, right? Like the only time, the first time that people like you and me could invest in Facebook was when Facebook went public on the, on the stock exchange, right? And by that time, Facebook was already valued at tens of billions of dollars. And usually, historically, the only companies that were able to invest in promising young startups were venture capital firms or very wealthy individuals with connections um, who, who personally knew the founders, et cetera. But now over the last five, six years, these types of websites have really come into the mainstream where anybody can go on these websites. You can look at dozens of different startups who are looking for funding, read their profile, kind of learn more about the people who have started these uh, startups. And if you think that a startup is operating in a growth market and they got an exciting product and they have a good leader, 
you can invest some money in them. And it doesn't have to be a lot of money. I think a lot of these startups here will be happy to take investments as little as $500 or $1,000. Um, and that's really it, right? You put down $1,000 and there's a 70, 80% chance you will never see that money again. And there's a 10 or 20% chance that it's going to return three, four, five, 10, 20 times that value in five or 10 years. Um, a typical example of how this works is, for example, here's a, an, an example, right? So a company is on WeFunder or any one of these crowdfunding websites, and they say, look, we have a product or at least an advanced prototype, and we're looking for more money. And people look at what kind of a company it is, and they determine right now this company is worth, in this particular example, $35 million. And right now they are opening this investment round up to investors like you and me through this web portal, um, and you can invest some money. So let's say you want to invest, I don't know, uh, $1,000, then you would get some share in that company. You would actually be one of the owners, right? And so, yeah, this is registered with the SEC. When you create a profile in WeFunder, you have to give them a social security number. It, it's just like opening a trading account, a TD Ameritrade or Charles Schwab or, or whatever. Like it's this is regulated by the SEC. I mean, this there's tax implications if you are going to make a lot of money in the future, et cetera, et cetera. It's a real thing. It's regulated. It's perfectly legit. The only risk here is that one, these companies might go under. And two, even if they are successful, you can't just sell your stake at any time, right? You have to wait until the company has some kind of an exit event. Such an event is A, it goes on the stock market and you get actual shares in the company that you can then sell or trade on the stock market. Or if the company gets bought out, like if a big Fortune 500 company comes along, buys out the company, then you're going to get your share of that, of that purchase price. All right. So you invest some money and based on the $35 million valuation plus the new money they're raising, that is how much percent stake you're going to have. So in this case, in this example, there were 2,500 investors who collectively raised $2 million, right? So you can see the average there was just under $1,000. So the average investor, um, and these, again, these are ordinary folks like you and me, um, the average was something around uh, $600 or $700 or something. That's what the average person invested. And they were able to raise $2 million collectively from these 2,500 investors. And so that's $2 million cash the company can now use to grow their company, hire people, build more prototypes, advertise, wherever they need to do. And so the company was valued at $35 million prior to this. With the $2 million, it's valued at $37. So two out of the $37, 5%. In other words, this company was able to sell 5% of its ownership stake to investors like you and me through these websites. And this is how it works. So now you're the proud owner of a minute stake in this company. But again, it's not about what percent of the company you own. It's how much the company goes from here on out. So this company is worth $35 million now. If 10 years from now, it's worth $350 million, then your $700 investment will be worth $7,000, right? So your investment is going to grow basically in line with the valuation of the company. Now, it's quite possible that there's going to be future funding rounds, in which case your shares would get a little bit uh, uh, diluted and so you, wouldn't, you would have a smaller and smaller share. But again, you're willing to trade, you make that trade-off because the company can be worth even more and even more. Uh, some companies go through five, six, seven different funding rounds before they go public. Um, and every time they go through another funding round, the company is worth more and worth more and your investment grows. 
So other, another website that does this is a Start Engine. And again, full disclosure, like I said, I've, I've invested in small startups in all three of the companies we're profiling today. So yes, I am an investor in some of these. So again, uh, you know, I'm just for the sake of transparency, putting that out there. In Start Engine, for example, you can see here's a company that builds uh, homes that can be built in a factory and assembled elsewhere. They're looking for a $1,000 minimum investment. So far, they've raised $8 million from 4,000 investors. Um, Start Engine itself, right now you can invest in, they're looking for a $500 minimum investment. You can invest a little bit more. You can invest $2,000, $3,000, $4,000, et cetera. Um, Rentberry, again, um, I think this might be Rentberry's second or third um, funding round. So this is actually not a young startup. It's it's a little bit older than other startups, but it's not yet on the stock exchange, of course. That's why they're raising money here. Um, and again, they raised 8 million from 5,000 people. So very successful funding round right there. And then another one is Equifund. Again, all these three sites operate more or less the same way. They're governed by the same SEC rules, et cetera. You go on, you register, and you invest. And some investments require that you be that you qualify as an accredited investor, which requires a certain income level or certain uh, net worth or liquid assets. And, and some don't actually. So there are some investments, for example, uh, that don't require you to be accredited uh, as, an, like, as, as an accredited investor. So again, keep that in mind. Um, and they explain everything to you on the website if you ever choose to, um, to sign up. But that's basically crowdfunding in a nutshell. Um, you know, and my recommendation is only invest money here that you can completely afford to lose because you're not going to see this money for a long time. Either like you invest, let's say $2,000 into a company you like, or you invest $1,000 each into two companies you like. Sure. What you got to keep in mind is you are not going to see that money for a long time. Two or three years later, maybe the company goes bankrupt. That's it. Your money's gone. Or maybe four, five, six years later, the company goes on the stock exchange or gets bought out. That's when you're going to get a return. But for the next three, four, five years, you are not going to be able to get that money back. You can't sell your share to another person, usually, typically. And so this is money that you can part with, that you don't need to make rent next month, or you don't need to basically sell next week because you want to buy a house, or you can't really get your money out until an event, an exit type event happens, and that could be years away. So really, I would say, once you're done with your other investments like real estate and stocks and whatever, mutual funds or RSPs, whatever it is that you want to invest in, if you have a little bit of pocket money left over or you win some money in Vegas and you don't know what to do with it, I mean, it's this is kind of like gambling in a way. You're, you're taking some very risky bets. Um, that being said, uh, there are some success stories. Uh, this one here is Volcon. Um, let me move the video screen out of the way. Um, Volcon is a rare success story here, um, but a good one worth mentioning. So Volcon started raising on yeah Q3, Q4 of 2020, and they raised $2 million on WeFunder. At the time, they were valued at $15 million. So this is a very young company. Uh, Volcon makes um, little scooters and motorcycles that you can take off-road. This, these are off-road vehicles. They're not um, built for day-to-day -day commuting. You can't use them on public highways. These are off-road vehicles. Uh, because they're off-road vehicles, they don't have to have the stringent manufacturing requirements that, that regular vehicles do, which is, which is what allows Volcon to build them cheaper. So basically, Volcon said, look, we're coming up with these electric off-road vehicles. Our company is worth $15 million. We don't have a product yet. Invest. And so they raised $2 million on WeFunder. That was in 2020. 
And in October of 2021, Volcon shocked everyone when they went public. They are now, I think, on the NASDAQ, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, VLCN is the ticker. So people can now buy and sell their, their shares. When they went public, they were valued at 70 million, which means in one year, they went from you know Q3 of 2020 to Q4 of 2021. So just in about a year or just over a year. And they went from a 15 million valuation to 70. So that's more than a four fold increase. So yeah, anybody who invested say $1,000 um, got back over $4,000 worth of stock. Um, right now, Volcon has pulled back a little bit. Uh, I think when I just checked a few days ago, they were trading at a, around $1.50 a share, which puts them at a $34 million valuation. So for those investors who held their shares and didn't cash out when they went public, um, they lost some money there now, but still, it's still higher than the evaluation when they raised money. So even people who didn't sell their shares when Volcom went public and they're hanging on to their shares perfectly fine, they still doubled their money in about a year and a half. So again, this is one of those rare success stories that it shows you that it does happen, that, that there are some very successful exits and some investors um, can become very wealthy doing this. But again, very, very risky. So only use money that you can afford to lose. But So that's crowdfunding in a, in a nutshell. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, if you have any more uh, questions or comments about crowdfunding, just leave it in the comments. Let us know, and um, we take we take all comments seriously. We read them all. But yeah, it's it's a very exciting way to get in on the action in in, in Silicon Valley, um, which tends to be a lot of that tends to be the hub of startup activity in America. Although a lot of other sites are popping up, but basically in the past this was completely closed off to everyday folks, and now for the first time we can. We can invest in these early stage companies. And I think there's going to be some really big success stories that are going to come out of these crowdfunding websites where people make 10x or 20 or 30x their investment. But again, not for everyone. So, all right. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast and have a great day. Thanks. Bye.